money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am ready to talk money. Wow, the last show of the year, and you just came right out with, I'm ready to talk money. I knew you were going to say that because it's been the running joke all year, and we are kind of talking money, but we're actually talking, you know... we're talking money. I know. We, we've got money on the and agenda. And heart issues, because this is the show where we talk about the heart issues around money. Great. And if this is your first time listening to the show, you're in for a treat, because as the last show of 2017, we're going to do a, a little look back. We're going to pick out some of the shows that, uh, I don't know if they're our favorite shows, but they're no. certainly shows yeah. that we feel had an impact uh, on the message of hope and freedom that we want to, to, to share with you. And of course, the conversation around money and how do we interact with that and how does that interact with our heart so if you want to find any of these shows they're archived on more than enough.ca and uh, you know you can see them by week you can also find them on chri.ca and of course we're on iTunes and if you're listening to the podcast you can download specific ones and iTunes is, is fun for that so there you go any way you want to listen you can do it you're going to get a couple clips from some shows over the year that we're going to just integrate into this show. So this is a show to to get a little bit of a feel for that. Right. Because we, as the end of the year show, something we felt we wanted to talk about was as we end a year and begin a year, um, you kind of want to clean slate it. You know, you don't want to take in your garbage from one year into the next. And we were just... I do that every week almost. Okay. Well... (laughs) That's another story. But one of the things that we've done all year is talk about some scripture. And the one phrase that's come to me all fall really comes out of uh, um, uh, Romans 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm thinking, is it Romans? Romans 8, verse 1 and 2, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and um, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And uh, the message says it in a really great way. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us now uh, no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. That's the message interpretation of Romans 8. Um, but that... Um, that idea that we want to reconcile our past, we want a clean slate 2017 as we enter 2018, and to understand that there is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, because um, in the message, actually in verse 8, verse 3, it says, God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something re- remote and unimportant, but he sent Christ. And 
it is, I just love those vivid words Mm -hmm. that we understand. And I'm, I'm, Dave and I were talking about this this morning, uh, on the way to the show. You know, I'm dealing with this in my own life, truly understanding that there's no condemnation when we're in Christ and we walk according to his spirit, because there's lots of voices that would be condemning, would be judging, would be um, drawing us away from the truth that Jesus has it covered. And it plays out so much in how we spend money. Because, you know, we we get this frame of reference of, you know, well, I got to look prettier or I have to or I have to uh, act a certain way or, you know, and, and so we use money as a tool to to satisfy what really is a hard issue, what, which Paul writes about here saying, listen, the core issue is, is that Jesus Christ came and blew the cloud away, as, as Peterson says. And, and now we can live in freedom. Right. And it changes. If we could, if we could truly live with that truth in us, it would change our money habits, perhaps, and how we do things. Oh, I think but it would absolutely it change would how tot- we spend money. It would totally. And, and I think that's why I was drawn to those verses. For one, they've just been in my head and I'm needing to really believe that this is, I stand in the complete work of Christ. And, um, and even as we head into the first clip, um, David, I don't know if you want to introduce that, but it was uh, a show we did in May with Kent Bandy, and we were talking about fear and money. And, and just how Kent talks a little bit in that whole conversation was about how, how fear interacts with us, okay, uh, to, to um, help us make money decisions. But I want to just take one second to, to highlight that when we are we're in a journey. Like when we talk about this and we look at Romans 8 and we see the finished work of Christ and we go, jeepers, I don't feel like it's finished. I don't feel like I'm walking in this sunshiny day kind of feeling. Recognize that it's a process. Right. Christ came, he did, he finished the work, but the work is still going on in our hearts. And that's the same in finances that you know, I have often seen this phenomena, what I feel is a phenomena is, is I see people set free in the area of finances, and yet they're still in debt. Hmm. It's the process, the practical process of actually getting out of debt. But the heart is free, and so now we can move into the, the practical, and, and sometimes the practical legs behind. Sometimes, actually, the practical is up front, where there is no debt, and yet I've, I'm in bondage. I'm under that black cloud, right, as, as, as Peterson says. So, you know, those two things happen at the same time. And, and as uh, we're going to listen to this clip from Kent Bandy that just talks about how fear plays into this. And, and keeps us from truly um, being reconciled um, to our past, but to Christ. Mm -hmm. And Kent Bandy is um, a leader with LL Ministries. He's uh, with a Canadian ministry that that does uh, uh, inner healing and prayer ministry with people. And we invited him to talk about fear because he sees fear as as a huge piece uh, to our bondage. Okay, so let's just listen to Kent as he shares from the show in May. Can I just say... Let's just remember everyone listening, and I'm reminding myself that our God is a good God. Mm-hmm. Yes. If He brings yes. fear my to my awareness, 
this is not to give me a failing grade, no. but to set right. me free from something. Yes. So you can you can have a little bit of hope and a little bit of courage when you face something that seems ominous. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, the enemy makes it look ominous, ominous, so you won't touch it. Mm-hmm. But our God's a good God, so mm-hmm. you yes, know good. He's on our side. Yes. Uh, running into fear, there could probably be a long list, but some of the things that I was thinking of actually is is um, anxiety, worry. You know, like just. And it, I don't want to be too specific, but we we are struggling with a lot of anxiety and worry mm-hmm. as the body mm-hmm. of Christ. Um, there can be a lack of calm confidence, also known as a lack of peace. And of course, our minds immediately go to the checklist of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> how's my peace? Well, how's my peace around money? You probably asked that yeah. question. Um, insecurity in general. And, and then I was uh, driving here, as I mentioned, I'm just hearing the word passivity. Mm-hmm. Passivity is a huge symptom of fear, but it's a really nice symptom of fear. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean Sounds exactly? Nice. How, how would you elaborate on that one? Because I think that's an important one. Someone once said, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the, the original person who spoke this, actually, that all that's needed for evil in the world to prosper is for good men and good women to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Passivity is when opportunity opportunity presents itself and we don't take it we opt out we don't say what we should say we don't do what we should do we don't maybe face what we should face and and maybe procrastination comes on the heels of passivity sometimes it's just simple avoidance mm-hmm. for fear of conflict fear of rejection or something like that mm-hmm. and again going back to those verses in Timothy going you know, God has given us a spirit, the Holy Spirit, which Absolutely. reference where you gotcha. started, Rebecca, yes. and saying the, the Holy Spirit, it's love. You know, you, you mentioned that, Kent. You know, our motivation here, uh, in fact, our, our filling up of ourselves is with God, who is love. He is love. And so he is for us. He is with us, right? Um, and, and then we go, okay, love, power. Wait a minute. Power and fear, uh, those are kind of opposites. I won't say that that they're defined as opposites, Mm. but pretty tough to be powerful in your decision-making when you're afraid in your decision-making, right? Mm. Uh, And so power, love, and, and of course, a sound mind, which means, hey, we don't check our minds out. We recognize that there's more going on here, and Mm. we go, okay, so how? why am I afraid? So why are we afraid Um, in that clip from May, you end with that question. And, you know, as we think about reconciling the past, as we think about fear being one of the things that keeps us from understanding our past year financially, fear is one thing that maybe and doubt keeps us from really truly accepting that Jesus has has blown the cloud away, mm-hmm. has covered us, that that we're in a process of of and journeying of um, fulfilling the life that God has chosen for us and not that the world says to us. You know, one of the things that we hear in the next clip, we had a... Well, before con- you go to that, can I just interject right. for a second? Because I had this picture of if we look back at the last year and there may be seasons or there may be times where you can identify there's a black cloud over me during this time or this month right. or something. And we could go, okay, um, this is the this is the power of looking backwards and saying, okay, I've identified a few places and fear may be one of them. Maybe you're saying, you know what, this happened last year 
and, and fear played a role in that. And so now, what do I do with that? Well, and and one thing that you do is take it to the Father. Mm. And I can't do that for you, and David can't. You have to go in your relationship. You look back and say, yeah, there are black clouds over us financially in these places. What was happening? And and the Father gives us insight in a way that we can't always understand with our minds. So one of the beautiful parts about why we chose the next clip is it's a talking about repentance. Mm-hmm. And when we start to understand our role in our financial journey and that God um, leads us to repentance, it says in Romans 2, because He's kind. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. Um, we chose this clip from uh, Ray Borg and our interview with him. He's from Compass Canada, where he talks to us about repentance. Repentance is that place of actually saying more than I'm sorry, but it's actually saying I'm going to change my mind, the way I think about things, and my attitude, and then my behavior will follow that. Mm. So I will make choices that are different than what I've done prior to repentance. So sometimes I think we get that idea, well, I'm just going to say sorry. I'm sorry I did this. But really, the words need to be, I repent, because in that word really is a change of heart and a change of mind, and you're going in the opposite direction of where you've been going. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it, it's when we talk about repentance as opposed to saying I'm sorry, sometimes it's significantly easier to say I'm sorry and then kind of carry on, <laughs> right? You yes. know, in a sense of, but repentance is about the heart, and there is this um, tension, there is this, uh, you know, um, battle for the heart, you know, in, when we're talking about money, when we're talking about nobody likes to truly look at their spouse if that's what it is say you know what uh, we've been doing money or we've been making spending decisions or we've been trucking along and i've been saying sorry when i you know i haven't done it right or whatever but now i want to move to that maybe we need to do some make some decisions different and and again in a spouse when it's a, a couple situation you gotta do it together right you know it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that that uh, coming and and it's an interaction between the two of you, right? So that's pretty, there's certainly a significant difference between I'm sorry and repentance. And the neat part as a couple that you can hold each other accountable as you are beginning to make different choices and to think differently about it. When you slip back, because we all do Mm -hmm. in our journeys, we all slip back into those choices that are dead ends, and then we feel bad afterwards. As as you put it at the beginning of the program, um, we don't have that sense of refreshing, that sense of being to breathe freely. Mm -hmm. You know, the picture that went through my mind as you were sharing that was, you know, Christ came out of the grave, the the grave clothes that bound him up bound up life and sometimes our choices bind us up in those places and god just wants to come as we repent before him and humble our heart then he actually can remove those dead clothes those bindings of our choices so that we can start afresh as we set our heart in that direction yes see and i had the thought you know as you're saying that ray and and the thought that you know when you're um you you're moving along, whether it's, um, you know, exercising or something, and then all of a sudden you just kind of pause for a second and you take a great big breath. And it's like, wow, I, like I really needed that. And I didn't know that I needed that. I was focused on, you know, whatever I was doing. And all of a sudden you just stop for a second and you go, you know, inhale. And, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, 
man, like I didn't realize how much I was caring just not breathing. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking about that. Our daughter, when she's uh, teaching us to stretch, she's a dancer. So she's like, mom, breathe when you're stretching. Don't hold your breath. And sometimes in our finances or just in our journey, we're just holding our breath because right. we're like, if something falls through the cracks, it's going to just be an explosion. And I and we're just holding our breath, waiting for it, something to drop. But that's not how God's asked us to live. I mean, Peter speaks to the people who were there at his crucifixion. Like, it, it, it was a, a certain amount of time afterwards, but he's speaking to people that could have seen Jesus die. They could have, been, they could have watched. They could have remembered actually saying, crucify him. Mm-hmm. And then Peter is standing before them and saying, but there's a chance for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There's a chance. And isn't that what Jesus is always coming to us to say? He's like, there's a chance. There's a chance of recovery of breath. Take a deep breath in mm-hmm. me. Don't stop holding your breath. You don't have to hold your breath. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, it's. Uh, we were talking to one of our friends, and he's like, yeah, when our child was young, she, she would get stressed, and she'd hold her breath and pass out. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what? Yeah, we took her to Chio, and apparently it's a, some children do that. They get stressed, they hold their breath, and they pass out. And I think some of us, even that are listening today, even me sometimes, I feel like I need to tell myself this, just breathe, just breathe. I say to my daughter when she's like over, like wants her way, because that's another great picture. Serena will just want her way, and I'm like, stop. And then she already knows, yes, mom, I'll breathe. So she closes her eyes, takes a big breath, and then calms down, and then we can talk about it. And so we want to we want to give you permission today. You know, repentance leads to refreshing. So if you've been holding your breath financially, if you've been holding your breath in lots of other, you know, Various. it's Good Friday. Take a moment and just hey, if there's something you need to repent of, that's a that's a journey. It's a beginning, but we know it leads to refreshing. And so just take a breath and go, okay, you know, often we have to actually stop. You know, you were just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, Serena stops, closes her eyes, takes a breath, and, and that's just a great model that we can, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes we just need to stop for a second, take a breath, and again, repentance. So going back and saying, we're going to make a different choice. Can you add anything, uh, Ray, to that in the sense of that definition? What does that look like practically in terms of how that repentance might play out? Well, I'm just, I'm just picturing as you're saying that and thinking of your, your youngest daughter there, just that whole sense, you know, when we repent, we close our eyes and we repent and we say, Lord, you know, I just made some wrong choices here. Father, I give them to you. Mm-hmm. It's the weightiness of it, because he took the weight of our sin on the cross. So when we give our repentance to him, as we say, Lord, for the choices I made around finances, I release that to you, you're passing that weight off. When they, you take that deep breath in, mm-hmm. then suddenly there's a freedom and a release that comes. And that's what God wants us to experience in our walk in our our financial walk as well. And so I think that's so exciting mm-hmm. that God gives us that freedom then to say, you know what, I screwed up here, but the Lord's gonna help me get back on the right track and then I know that with him helping me I can walk mm-hmm. in a greater freedom. So that was uh, Ray Borg from Compass Canada. That was a conversation we were having with Ray way back on Good Friday yes. uh, earlier in the year. Yeah. And, and just the importance of repentance and the, the, 
the refreshing of taking a breath that 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 ex- inhale exhale so you know here here we've listened to Kent this morning talking about fear and how you know when when we're afraid we're we're holding ourselves tense we're 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 all bound up those are our fear words and then we've just heard Ray comment about how repentance unwinds us how when we release we just say listen i'm sorry uh, i love this idea that repentance is a change in stance so the the end of repentance is is, is the same as stance and so we say sorry and i'm going to change my stance yes. i'm going to change the way that i am that i am looking or acting on any given issue right. when it's money oh you know i did it again okay I'm sorry, I'm going to change my stance. Because you can't, uh, as Dave and I have talked many times, you can't change your money story from the past. No, no. It is what it is, but what you can do, and that's the practical part, we've already said, you take it to the Father, and you talk to Him about it, and He shows you where uh, repentance is needed because it, that's how you reconcile your past. That's how you get a clean slate. That's how you blow those clouds, dark clouds away mm-hmm. with the Lord. And, uh, we've seen it many and, times. And it really is kind of that first step. I, you I know, repentance yes. really is, is that, it, okay, we've decided there needs to be a change or a journey that, that we're going to go on and it's going to look different and, and we're going to repent and we're going to change our stance on and say sorry. And so in the next, uh, we have one more clip from our year in October. We talked to Debbie Doyle from Doyle and Saluski and she works with, um, people who are at the place of bankruptcy. And she talks to us. We talk again about repentance. It, we talk, it's an important thing. So you're going to hear us talk about it again, but she also talks about having a right footing going forward and changing some behaviors. So with repentance comes the change behavior and getting a right footing again. So here's that clip. The Bankruptcy Insolvency Act um, has three main purposes. One of those is to catch the bad guys. And that, as I said in our earlier show, is a nominal, nominal part of what goes on. The greater part of what goes on is the mercy that is granted to the unfortunate individuals or business, the unfortunate individuals who find themselves in a place <clears throat> pardon me where they never planned to be mm-hmm. they never planned to be yeah. there so how many of us before mm-hmm. the cross of Christ mm-hmm. planned to be yeah. who Jesus came to save mm-hmm. we didn't no no and and then the third part of the bankruptcy act is to provide rehabilitation Mm-hmm. You need to be rehabilitated. You didn't plan to be here. You're here. You have engaged in certain practices because you were scrambling, mm-hmm. and you need to be rehabilitated, mm-hmm. put back on a right footing. And this is what also happens in our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not that he just brushes us off because he gives us new life he get he sanctifies us mm-hmm. but at the same time there is that idea that you are getting a sure footing and you are moving forward yeah so many people come in thinking i'm the bad guy mm-hmm. well you made choices at the time based upon what you thought was the right thing to do 
you didn't know everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that something was coming down the line that was going to throw all of those choices off kilter. Right. Yep. You didn't know. Yep. You need mercy. Yep. And and that's so huge to to again. I guess what I want to encourage as we're talking about it is, is that there is. It's not just a financial transaction. It's not just oh, if I had been better with money, then I wouldn't be where I am. No, it's a little more complicated than that. It could be a job loss. It could be a a spouse who gets sick. It be be a child who gets sick. That that those decisions happen, and and you're all of a sudden decide you're making decisions with money. Of course, that get you to a place where you didn't know you would ever end up. You know, and and okay. Let's see if we can catch our breath. Let's see if we can find that reorganizing, that rehabilitation, as you said, to say, you know, yeah, there are some habits you might have fallen into, which are bad habits. Okay, we need to deal with those as well, granted. But some of it is just situationally over and over and over again, and we need to figure out how we're not going to end up there. And that was Debbie Doyle in our conversation with her in October. And um, that we had done two shows with her that were just uh, great to listen to, where she uh, talks about the nuts and bolts of bankruptcy and the shame around that. And those those comments from her are just golden, where she talks about Christ and just the realization that sometimes we just find ourselves in a bad space. And because we found ourselves in a bad space, we make bad choices. And there's so much shame and judgment around those things and repentance and coming to the Lord. Um, if we truly seek Him, He washes that away. He took the shame. He took the judgment that we can receive from other people, um, you know, and, and, and ourselves. And even financially, when we find ourselves and, and, that we are in a place where we can't pay back the debt that we have. Mm. Um, again, there's some great correlation between we were bankrupt emotionally, spiritually. Christ came and set us free. Yes, and uh, and that was a, a transaction that happened at the cross. But we're working it out every day, right? right. And so we need to do that in our finances. And, yes. and as is tradition, we have a practical part to the show, and and we want to leave you with some leave twenty seventeen with some practical things. And and I would say number one is is just decide, take that first step, repent, and say sorry. And change your stance. And that takes spending time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, First off, you know, um, sometimes we can make more of a thing than than we need to. And it's up to the Lord to show us where those areas are, where David Mm -hmm. said it earlier, where those black clouds are over our 2017 financial story. And you'll see them and God will show you what it is um, that repentance is needed. So do that first. And then we want you to look ahead to 2018, and I want you to just get one blank sheet of paper out and write down at the at the top my destination financially in 2018. Just put it down on paper and say, be clear. We we don't start a journey without knowing really, where we're going. We need a destination. Yep. We don't leave for for a holiday and decide along the way where we're going to end up. It, that just. Um, it doesn't happen. So that's, that's really the, just a, a really simple, take a blank sheet of paper, my financial destination in 2018, and, and 
sit with it, ponder it. It it might take you a couple shots. Talk to it. your family. Talk, talk to your spouse. Um, get some advice from trusted people in your life. Know where you want to head. If you want to be out of a certain amount of debt this year, coming be years, specific. Be I specific. I want to pay off ten thousand right. dollars of debt. Yes. I want to get an emergency cushion by October. You know, um, by well, April. April, yes, <laughs> three months. Anyway, yes, so, but there it is. So spend time with the Lord and get that practical destination in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, 2017's over. Yes, can't change anything that happened in 2017. And our prayer and our blessing from Reb and myself and all of us at More Than Enough and Let's Talk Money is that 2018 will be something that you'll change your stance. You'll experience true repentance and come away a changed person. And may God grant you that grace that you need to empower you to do what you know you need to do. And so, Lord, we commit these plans to you in Christ's name. So, amen and happy new year. Join us next year when we talk money. (laughs) Let's Talk Money is a division of more than enough financial fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.